Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to the Libra Lounge with Keisha. So today is a very important day. It is actually producer James's birthday eve. So since I'm probably going to be mean to him on his birthday, I'm going to be extra sweet to him tonight. And we all know that's a fucking lie. But how old are you going to turn? 41? 41. It's time to trade your ass in. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I keep trying to kill him. But every time I try to kill him, he just keeps coming back. Like, what character is that? Like, Jason or Freddy Krueger or someone like that. You just keep coming back. You're like a cockroach. Every time I think you're dead, you're like, I'm not dead. I am. I am. Ah, uh, love. <laughs> Before we get started, I want to remind you guys to make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, you can find us underneath the little purple, what is it, purple podcast app or whatever. Just Make sure you give us a five-star review. If it's anything less than five stars, just don't leave us a review at all. I need you to lie, okay? Uh, you can also find us on the TuneIn app, Laughable app, and Our Heart Radio. Is that correct? Yep. And as always, Producer James is going to remind me to remind you guys to sign up to be a patron. On Patreon. On Patreon. Is that an app? It's a website app. Oh, Revolution of crowdfunding. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never heard of it. I really thought, like, okay, first of all, I kept wanting to call it Pegasus. <laughs> you wanted to call it everything that wasn't right. Patreon, Patriots, um, Pegasus, Pink Horse, all kinds of shit. I just, it, Patreon is a weird word to me, and it's it's just, it's weird. I don't like it. That's eh, started by some white dude. That's probably why I don't like it. All right, so if you're a friend of the Libra Lounge, you know what time it is. It's time for The Gap. We know she has a really big mouth, which sounds kind of dirty, and that's probably true, too. Let's gossip the gab with Keisha. All right, Producer James. So I will say that the celebrities have been pretty low-key the last couple of weeks. There's not been anything really explosive. Of course, there was the whole Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant, the helicopter accident, but there hasn't been a lot of, like, juicy, juicy gossip going around. What about in Nerdland? Have y'all had anything going on, Lord of Nerds? Uh, well, yeah, they announced the. Who? Well, they announced season two for The Witcher on Netflix. Well, don't nobody watch that. A lot of people watched no it. No one watched it. If I don't watch it, no one else is watching it. Well, that was the big thing. Mm. Well, if you guys watch whatever show he just said that everyone watches, please comment and let me know that you don't watch it either. It stars... Uh, I bet you no black people watch that show. It stars Henry Cavill. Is he black? No. Are there any black actors or actresses on this show? Yes. Who? I don't know their names. Of course you don't. They all look alike. <sighs> it's his birthday eve. I'm going to let him make it. But come Friday, I'm going to cuss his ass out. And y'all know that I am. I'm trying to be good and, you know, walk this life a little bit differently. Black History Month is already gone. And I know I did a lot of shit and said a lot of shit I shouldn't have because I just kept saying, hey, it's Black History Month. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. So I'm going to try to be more mature. I don't know how long that's going to last. It's probably not going to last this whole show. But I'm going to try, right? Producer drink James is drinking a Bud Light. That's right. If that is not the epitome of white people shit, I don't know what it is. It's a Bud Light. I don't think I've ever in what, how many years have we been together? 11. 11 years, I've never seen you drink a Bud Light. Well, I usually buy, you know, good beer. 
Ooh, the shade of it all. Ooh. I'm a beer snob, though. He is really, truly a beer snob through and through. But unfortunately, he's a beer snob, but the beers that he likes taste like open colon. Uh, you know, it's it's dark, and he's like, there's hues of chocolate, there's hues of coffee that has a hue of apple that tastes like pure shit to me personally. But tonight he's drinking a Bud Light, which that's more my speed of things, right? Well, I figured your speed would be more like Colt 45 they or don't even Steel make Reserve. They don't even make those anymore. Sorry. They, they, do they make Colt 45 anymore? I think some gas stations, if you can find it. In the black neighborhoods? Well, yeah. Anyway, so... Oh, Last week was the season finale of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. So, this season was very explosive. And everyone knows the hair pool around the world when Danielle, Danielle fucking looks like Skeletor. Like, she's just skin and bones and her face is all weird and she tries to get the fillers. But fillers don't look right on top of, you know. Bone. Exactly. It really doesn't. So Danielle pulled Margaret's wee ponytail, and last week we found out that Teresa has something to do with it. She actually encouraged Danielle to do it and totally fucking got busted. So this week we have the, you know, you can never just have one reunion show. You got to have like 20 of them. So this Wednesday starts, what is it, the reunion part one. And I cannot wait to see, first of all, what they're going to wear, which we kind of know because we've seen it. And no one looked really great. Marge looks good. But then we're going to have Teresa and Danielle, who they ended their friendship behind this, see how they deal with one another. Because I'm sure they haven't talked since it was revealed that Teresa actually encouraged her to pull Margaret's ponytail. Now, Producer James, do you have anything to add to that? Because he hates how much I love The Real Housewives of New Jersey. No. Well, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Are any of them, like, uh, I don't know, diagnosed with some terminal illness? Um, no. Then I don't care. So moving right along, talking about terminal illnesses, 90 Day Fiance, the new season has started. And, oh, it is already good, and we're only two episodes in. First off, there's a man with no neck. Big Ed. What is the, what is the condition that he has? Oh. Uh, no neck syndrome? No, it was. Uh, Little neck? Short neck. <laughs> Shaped like an egg. Yes, he really, he it's, looks um, like an egg with legs and a little bit of hair. But it's called Clemmel. It's um, Clipple, Clipple something uh, syndrome. Okay, so Big Ed, it's hard to just, we're going to put a picture up of him, okay? It looks like he just has head and then it immediately starts his chest. There's nothing in between. I'm convinced he needs to move to whatever that Amazonian tribe that has like the ring necklaces that stretches the neck. He needs to go visit them. So maybe he'll get a little bit of a neck. But I will say I like Big Ed. He's pretty cool. He's got like a toy poodle mixed dog. You know, I love poodles um, named Teddy. And he is um, dating a girl who is six years younger than his daughter who's from the Philippines. Anything else to add about that, Producer James? Like, you know, he he put mayonnaise in his hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mentioned that. Well, you know what? It wasn't that he put mayonnaise in his hair. It's that he did it with a fucking spatula. Like, did you make it look a little bit more professional? I don't know. He just, like, got a spatula. I wonder did he smell like egg salad. He probably, well, he's Humpty Dumpty, so he, he probably did smell you know like what? egg salad. It's not very often that I agree with Producer. Ah, there he is. 
No neck, no neck Nick. His name should be Nick. But no he's like, neck. he's 4'11". He was one chromosome away from being a little person. And then they just, I mean, his neck just didn't develop at all. I mean. It's, it's basically fused. So people with that syndrome have, uh, neck fusion is one of the symptoms. But there's a lot of other shit that goes along with it. a lot of other it. various yeah. things that can go wrong. Can you imagine me having given birth to Ed? Immediately when I saw him, I would have said, put him back in. He's not done baking. He's got no goddamn neck. He needs like another two months or so, you know, because that, how long, how's, how do you turn when you have no neck? Your whole body. You oh, to... like this, <laughs> like a robot. He has no neck. But I have to tell you, I really, really do like him. There's just something about him. He's charming. Um, he's, not... he's charming in that video game character. Or like a little fairy, like a fairy or a little troll <laughs> kind of a doctor, or something like yeah, that. You kind of want to go and rub his head and... <gasps> Make a wish. Remember the troll kid? Yeah. <laughs> kind of a Wario kind of way. Yes. He, um, but he's a sweet guy. Um, he he's a photographer and an interior designer. And he likes to put mayonnaise. What? I'm just thinking, like, interior design. Like, but he, he can only do, like, this part of it from here down. <laughs> he I can do only design from here down. <laughs> Everything else uh, from here up, you're going to have to hire someone else. Um, he probably tries to make everyone's house like a little person's house. Well, that already does it like the Sistine Chapel where they have to put like a platform member him to lay on his back pretty and much. actually see the top of everything. And then remember, he can't turn. So it's going to have to be something that's mobile that can turn it for him because he just he can't turn his neck. Poor guy. I don't know. But okay. anyway, um, he's dating a girl from the Philippines, which that right there lets you know the whole thing is going to be fucked up. Um, he has spent over $5,000 in the last couple of months sending her gifts. But here's the weird thing. She hasn't received any of the gifts because I guess the country that she's... Okay, wait. The Philippines is the country, right? Are there little countries within the Philippines? I think the Philippines is basically a number of islands. Well, she's some, so. from, from some fucked up place where they don't even get delivery service. So she hasn't received any of the stuff. But Big Ed is going to... Oh, did you notice that her son called him Daddy? I did. That was kind of odd. And he felt some kind of way about it too, because like, I think it's kind of weird that her kid's calling me daddy already. But um, it's funny because every time he brings up anything about her ex or anything having to do with her life, like all of a sudden it's like, uh, I, uh, uh, it's breaking up. Like they Skype and it immediately just fucks up every time. I don't, I don't know how she's done that, but he made sure to get her tested for any STDs. Which to me, if you fucking look like it looks, you should just be happy you're getting pussy at all. Whether it's clean, dirty, whether it's got chlamydia, whatever. You should just be happy. Did you hear the part where he was married and he had his daughter and he cheated on his wife? I did. Can you believe? Like, with what? I, I don't believe it. I mean, imagine me being married to Big Ed. Every day. I'd be like, motherfucker, don't you even go out in the real world thinking you're King Kong because your little bitty imp ass is going to come home with me every goddamn night. So don't you go out there showing out. I'd be damned if a little Ed or Big Ed is going to cheat on me. That's some bullshit. Moving right along to bigger bullshit, we've got Yolanda. <sighs> now, you know, I try to give my black people a pass on certain things, but this shit right here is fucking... Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much. That's if Big Ed were mean, but he needs a smile on his face because Big, we like Big Ed. We do. We do. He just doesn't have like you know. 
That's if he was a supervillain. And he's missing a few vertebrae. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. Does he have a spine? Can you have a spine if you don't have a neck? Well, you can't live and not have a spine. But does so. his work? He moves around, so yeah, but I think his spine works. Yeah. Like, you know, I, does that mean like his spine is short? Well, spina bifida actually is one Well, of that's the, part of the thing. Well, yeah. that's a possible Who thing. Who else spina, spina bifida? Who? Adam Bob. Well, you kept saying Adam Bob has spina bifida, but he doesn't. But he's shaped like making... SpongeBob. And SpongeBob well, you... has spina bifida or whatever it is. SpongeBob is a fantasy imaginary character. Okay, Ian. So, okay. Who has spina bifida? He has no spine. He's a sponge. Okay, so moving right along to Yolanda, who is a, a 50 or 51-year-old black chick, lives in Las Vegas, has six kids. Um, with, what? She sounds like she's from the hood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's got Vakisha, Jerome, uh, Lil Kiki, uh, Jamal. I think, well, you know what I'm sitting here? I think one of her boys' names is Jamal. I think so. So anyway, so she was with the guy for 30 years. And of course, in true black people form, they never really legally got married. They just were girlfriend and boyfriend and had six kids together. He died, I think, what was it, six years ago? It wasn't that long ago. In prison. Now, yeah. if that ain't some black shit, I don't know what black shit is. So he dies in prison. She decides to lose 150 pounds. She looks great. She's cute in the face. Her body looks good. But then she starts, I think this guy slid into her DMs. See, that's why old people don't even need to be on the interwebs. Because everybody knows that if someone slides in your DM, they're a Nigerian person trying to get your money. So she is dating Williams. It's Williams? Williams. Plural? Plural, like a last name. Okay. He is from England. <clears throat> now, according to the pictures that we've seen of Williams, it's pretty fucking hot. I mean, um, he's got muscles and he looks healthy. He's got his head shaved. He's got olive skin tone. The dude is fine. <laughs> then we hear the phone call. She calls Williamson before she, you know, calls him. She goes, I just love his British accent. And then we hear William speak. It's not a British accent. It's, um, sounds quite like Nigerian, not the kind to do the click, click, Nigerian, but the Nigerians that have, you know, learned how to speak English. Yeah, but she thinks it's an English accent. I'm not sure what's wrong with that. Well, I mean, there are- Do you think she's just never watched Harry Potter or anything like that? She doesn't know what a British accent sounds like? <laughs> she didn't look like she watches a lot of BBC. No, she most definitely does not watch BBC America at all. But fuck, everybody knows how a British accent sounds. But maybe not. Not not if you're from Las Vegas. Well, but here's the thing. Being from London uh, London doesn't mean you're not Nigerian. Oh, no, I know. So, I mean, because I mean, like Seal, Seal isn't like white people English. He's like Nigerian Yeah, but born I, I, and then they go over there and yeah. yeah but so, he has an English accent. That's my point. He does. He does. And he lives in London. Yeah. So does Williams. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, and Williams isn't black. He's not. I know. It's a lot of confusion. You hear Williams, you think black people. I know. He's well, I not think, even black. I think Nigerian, I think black usually. He sounds Nigerian. Okay. So anyway, of course they have never, ever, ever, ever in life FaceTimed with one another. Which is the biggest, biggest red, red flag. flag. You know what? With Yolanda, there's not even red flags. It's a whole goddamn red house. 
Like all the red signs are up and this bitch just keeps smiling and ignoring all of them. So, you know, if you're dating someone and you want them to come to the U.S. to get married, you they don't give you a visa unless you've met the person face to face. Really? You didn't know that, did you? I did uh-huh. not. No. <laughs> I got that ass, didn't I? I heard it on a podcast earlier today. Anyway, so moving right along. Um, So he wanted to come to Vegas. And she's like, okay, cool. But he was like, I'm short a few hundred dollars. How you, you, no. Men didn't used to show their brokenness as often as they do now. Like, they're proud of their brokenness. That is true. Yeah, and he's supposed to be a restaurant owner. And you don't have enough money to fly to the States? Well, I mean, Waffle House is a restaurant, and I don't think I'd look at them jet-setting. It just depends. Yeah. So anyway, she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. He got very upset with her about that, but She's deciding that she and her daughter, Kara, because her daughter, Kara's like, when you look into Kara's eyes, this is her oldest kid who's 29. Every time her mom says something about Williams, she stares at her mom like, this dumb bitch right here. But of course, you can't say that to your mom, especially if it's a black mom, because she will fuck you up, like, immediately. But anyway, it's all the red flags. They, they've never seen each other. He, uh, what else does he do? All of his pictures, you know how you can tell when it's a, a fake photo? What is it called, like a stock photo? Right, yeah, stock photo. Yeah, but Yolanda just, I don't know. See, that's why you do a Google image search, like they do on Catfish, period. Do you? Can you see Yolanda trying to do a Google image search? No. No, I guess not. No, 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 no. So, okay, so she and her daughter are getting ready to fly over there, and guess this motherfucker can't even tell them the name of the correct airport. In London? In London. There's only but he two. lives in Manchester. Well, that's right outside London. Well, yeah, okay, but there's sorry. two different airports. Well. It is. Okay, but there's either London Gatwick, there's mm. Heathrow, or there's like a regional one in Manchester. That's all you Immediately got. Immediately start fact-checking producer James. Y'all know how he lies. I've and then we believe him because he's white. But he lies a lot. I think you made up all that shit. You've never even been to London. I have been to England. London, England? Ah, you haven't, yes. so shut up. You don't know. That's yes. all you can. I've been to London. No, you London, haven't. Yes, I have in high no, school. No, you have In high school. London, Scotland, and France. James, just stop. We're already married. You don't have to try to lie to impress me. You haven't even been to Oklahoma. Who the fuck goes to Oklahoma? Like, that's not an insult to me. Like, if you're trying to hurt my pride by saying I've never been to Oklahoma, try again. Try another place. Not Oklahoma. If I had all the fucking money in the world and they said, you can go to all the states, I wouldn't go to Oklahoma. I wouldn't. There's no reason to go to Oklahoma. None at all. Anyway, so like I said, this is, oh, wait, I can't, I can't. I wasn't going to talk about it, but I have to talk about it. Darcy is yet again back on 90 Day Fiance. But I don't know what she has done to her face. Her face looks like it's about to be deep fried. Her face looks like a honey baked ham. It sure does. The cheeks are out to here. Her lip, her lips look like Joker lips, but without the like neat thing. Without you know what happy, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It looks Joker horrible. Lips. Her extensions, well, her extensions are always bad. But fuck. And here's the bad part about it: she's got an identical twin sister who looks just as fucked up. So I guess when they go to get plastic surgery, they have to look like okay, you fucked her face up, but now you gotta fuck my face up because we gotta look alike. And that's crazy. That is, I'll be like, bitch, you on your own. We're going to be fraternal twins from here on out because I'm not about to look like you. So <laughs> Darcy is once again still looking for love, her and all of her 45 years. I'm just like, this is so embarrassing. Like, she's been on here for three seasons. 
which should tell you it's everything. not the man darcy yeah it's you my love okay yes yeah, so if you're not a fan of 90 day fiance you're missing some of the best entertainment on television but RuPaul's Drag Race is better. Yes. Yes. And they had a season premiere last Friday. And I will say that this is the best season premiere since RuPaul's Drag Race moved to VH1. I was a little bit worried well, because after, it wasn't. After season seven, after Bianca Del Rio's season, I was like, oh, they kind of fell a little bit. Season five, Forever and Always, would be the best season of Absolutely. RuPaul's Drag Race. But. My interest has been peaked because he's got a good group, and we haven't even met the whole group. We only met seven of them. It's a double season premiere, so this week we'll meet the other, is it six or seven contestants? I think it's seven. Yes. Yeah. so yeah, it was really, 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 really good. All right, moving along. Ooh, child. Ooh, that's a hot, yeah, you know it's bad. So Steven Spielberg has a daughter named Michaela, who's black. <laughs> Ish. Yeah, she's adopted we'll put it that way wait is she really adopted yes i didn't know that steven spielberg isn't black no but his wife could be uh but she's not i she's don't... kate capshaw okay you win so they adopted a blackish child let's go anywho so a couple of weeks ago um she made michaela made news not because she's you know like one of those things is not like the other, but um, she announced that she's going to be doing porn. Wasn't it solo? Like solo, solo porn. Yes. Solo porn. And I guess when your dad is Steven Spielberg, he can be happy for you if you decide to finger yourself live on camera for Pornhub. He's okay with it. Well, it's better than Lawrence Fishburne's daughter. Remember, she did full on she did. porn. Yeah. I mean. Montana Fishburne. I'm trying to think, what would I prefer a child of my, you know, just, I had no choice. They're going to do porn. I would want, solo porn is a cop-op. No, give me a little bit of a nasty story to go along with it. Not just solo. Well. I want to see some game bangs. You know, I want to see a mixture of stuff. I'm kind of with you. If it's going to be porn. I want you to a threesome. You know what I mean? Like, not just solo. Mm, yeah, solo know. porn is like It's going not to, real porn. It's like going to Hooters. It really kind of is. I mean, I want to see the good stuff. There you go. You it's know? the Hooters of porn. I'm going to agree with you on that one. So, that was two weeks ago. Then, this week, Michaela's back in the news. Before this, no one had even heard of this girl before. But she got arrested for domestic violence. Of all things. By herself? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> no, she beat the fuck out of her boyfriend. Ooh. Yeah. Um, apparently, they were both drunk. They went back to the house. He said something about her that he she, I mean, he probably called her a nappy-headed hoe because her hair's fucking nappy. Like, she's high yellow. She's got that kind of reddish fro, but it's, it's, it's nappy. She needs a little bit of a silk press or a relaxer or something like that on it. But yeah, she got arrested, and her mugshot was kind of cute, though. She got that brave hair. No, it's not brave. It's no, it, no I it's, mean from the Disney movie or the Pixar. The red, movie. it's not even that. Oh. It's almost like uh, Nacogdoches dirt. It's just like it's like ugh. red dirt. It's like, like red East dirt. Texas red. You're like, what is that? That's how Michaela's hair is. So, you know, I'm wondering is Stephen more disappointed, like really, how he feels internally? Of course, to the public, he's like, of course. 
I support my daughter dildoing herself. Well, I'm looking at it like this. So, you know, between two weeks ago announcement and having domestic violence. I wonder which I, one he's can, more, like, embarrassed apparently, about. Apparently everybody's catching them hands. Well, I wonder, can he, I bet he's trying to research, like, ways to unadopt someone. That's what I would do. I mean, like, I'm going to unadopt this bitch. I can't. She's doing this way too much. But, um, yeah, I, I have not seen her solo work. You know, I looked, but it wasn't, I didn't see it on anything, but I did I, see a really fucking good video while I was looking for hers though. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, but Kaylee, that's the kind of shit you should be doing right there. Like take notes. So. Wouldn't it be great if she started doing like porn and only did parodies of her dad's movies? Like what if she were fucking E.T.? Not just E.T., <laughs> like the white dying E.T. That would be pretty fucking funny That'd right there. I'm saying, who else? So what, what other? Uh, you could do one for Schindler's List. Oh. <gasps> She's fucking a Jew's nose. No, oh. no, she's the Jew fucking a Nazi. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Write that down. I got it. Those are both of our ideas, not you just yours. All right, so totally going on the opposite end of what we're talking about. Northwest, who's my favorite Kardashian, looks like they are pimping her out already to start making some money. She wants to be a singer slash rapper. I'm going to let producer James show you guys one of her videos. It's really, really cute. She performed it for her first grade class. What? I'm sorry, but having a favorite Kardashian is like having a favorite venereal disease. Well, you know, I'm going to pick a yeast infection over gonorrhea. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Northwest, she's so cute. She's like, uh, and I'm friends with JoJo. So she's got to rhyme it because Kanye's her dad, you know? She goes, and I'm friends with Bobo. Then she got to rhyme it, rhyme it again, you know, because Kanye said that. And I'm friends with Momo. <laughs> That's like her rap. It's really cute, though. But do you think that it's no, too soon no. for them to start grooming her to be in the entertainment business? So let's see. She rhymed Momo with Bobo and, and JoJo. JoJo. So She's six. Well, But then she said some other stuff. She's like, you're not on YouTube? Well, it was really cute. Well, she's about as good as Migos. I mean, at least you can understand what Please she says. Please don't talk to me about the Migos, because then that is where it's going to get back to Cardi B. Then Cardi B is going to make some fucking diss track about you. Well, not me, because you said it, not me. Well, that's fine. I'll just write her a letter that she can't read. <sighs> Here we fucking go. All right, guys. When we get back, we're going to have an interview with the Dixie Lynn. Did I say it right? Y'all know how I be messing up words. And sometimes I make up words. But I said it right, right? Yes. Okay, she wrote a book. We'll be right back. <laughs> Sassy Class Boutique is the hot spot for your fashion, beauty, and home decor desires. We celebrate women of all shapes and sizes with our trendy collection of regular and plus size clothing. Looking for the right accessories? We have upcycled Louis Vuitton handbags, vegan purses, and jewelry to add sass to your class. We also offer health and beauty products from salon quality hair care to cruelty-free makeup. Our edgy home decor items will make you the envy of all of your neighbors. Sassy Class Boutique also offers custom items like shirts, hats, and other gifts for any occasion. All of our vendors are female-owned small businesses, and together we are Sassy Class Boutique. Located at 3709 Fatter Drive in Dickinson, Texas, 77539. Or shop anytime with us at www.sassyclassboutique.com. Welcome back to the show. I have my special guest this evening, Dixie Lynn. Hi. She is an author, and she's here to tell us about her book, um, Party Down Under. Yes. 
which when I first heard that, I thought that it was like a, an erotica book. Yes. Party Down Under. Yes, my brother said he thought it was an orgy in uh, Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm from a small town in Kentucky called Formingsburg. Uh, three stoplights, the center of it. <laughs> Sneeze, you pass right through it. Kind of like um, <laughs> I moved down here about a year ago. Uh, oh, so you're a new implant. Yes. Ma'am. Okay, okay, okay. Alrighty. Did you bring the coronavirus with you by chance? Hell no. Okay, all right. Just good. Just had to get that out right there. <laughs> how old are you? I'm 33, 34. How did you get into writing? Uh, I endured a lot of abuse when I was little. Mm-hmm. Was sent to my room a lot, and uh, I always pictured what a real teenager's life was like, so mm-hmm. I just thought I'd put a pen to paper. So, let me do, like, um, kind of an after-school special thing right here. You notice how she said that she endured abuse as a child, and so you kind of created your own world. Yes, ma'am. She didn't go blow up the school. Hell no. She didn't shoot the school up or anything like that. So, there's other healthy alternatives to doing that, children. Yes. All right, so, you've had, you know, and I get it. I was an only child growing up, so you have to, like, you know, build your own worlds and things like that. So I get that part yes, of ma'am. it. So you would just go in your room and then you just started writing or did you start drawing first? How was it? Um, no, actually I read a book mm-hmm. that I really got into and it didn't end the way I wanted it. What book to. was that? I don't remember. Oh, damn. <laughs> now <laughs> I want to know what book it was. It, it was an old book about, I don't know, I remember the stagecoach and a horse and... Oh, Miller? No. <laughs> I think it was about the Alamo. It didn't quite turn out good. Uh, It was an off-the-wall book, uh, off-the-wall author, and I don't remember. It just didn't end the way I wanted it, so I rewrote the ending. During the whole interview, he he and I both are going to throw out different books that we think it possibly could be. Because we're just those kind of petty fucking people. That's fun. That's fun. It makes it easy for me. Was it Harry Potter? No, I never read Harry Potter. What's the quickest way we can kick her out of the studio? <laughs> You've not read Harry Potter. I've seen the movies. I've that doesn't count. <laughs> not? No. I own them, but I haven't sat down and actually read them. Starting tonight, before you go to bed, I need you to start reading Harry Potter. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right. So, who are some of your favorite authors? Um, of course, you have the. Uh, now, J.K. Rowling, clearly. Because she's not read any of the Harry Potter books. I love Harry Potter, to make that clear. <laughs> okay. Um, mm-hmm. You have William Shakespeare, Robert Frost, Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe, but my favorite is Nora Roberts. She's the one that does, like, the romance kind of novels mm-hmm. a little bit, the paperbacks. They yeah. still sell them at the grocery store and stuff like that. She also uh, writes as J.D. Robb. What book? Like, what popular book that for, you may know of? For J.D. Robb? Yeah. Uh, she writes those death series. Uh, really crazy. Okay, but okay. I like her as Nora Roberts. Okay, gotcha. Um, have you? Well, you kind of answered this one. Have you ever read a book that totally changed you or your viewpoints on certain things? She got really pissed off with that one book that she read that she can't remember the name of the book. She can't remember the name of the person who wrote the book. She can't even really remember what the book is about. She just remember there was a stagecoach. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um. I really can't pinpoint one book. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you have A Child Called It. Um, mm-hmm. You have Of Mice and Men. Um, but right. I always take bits and pieces from every book that I read. So I remember when I was a kid, uh, I went to Catholic school, so 
we didn't have like a wide variety of books to read in our library because everything was going to make you go to hell. But they did let us read Charlotte's Web. And I think that was a move. That was a book that I read that changed me because I'm like, wow, you could really read and feel the emotions of these words. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because most of the time you look at a book, it's like, oh, it's not TV. It's not the same. But books are so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I love reading books. How many books did I read last year? Was it 23 or 32? I don't know, Blue Bonnet Club. I can't tell you. <sighs> this motherfucker over here. So I love to read. I read every night. Uh, last year, I think I was at a high for 32 books. Um, it's my piece. Mm -hmm. You know, I totally get it. Okay. So if you could have like a writing session with any past or present author, who would it be? Nora Roberts. Is she still alive? Yes, ma'am. Isn't she old, though? Uh, probably. I think she's like, look it up real quick, Producer James. I think that she's old. So I'm thinking, with her being old, old, that you may need to go ahead and get that writing session before you don't have the opportunity. <laughs> yes, I probably should. <laughs> How old is she? 69. Oh, she ain't that old. She ain't that old. No. Go ahead and just start <laughs> Yeah. You know. All right, so when we get back, we're going to talk about your book, Party Down Under. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Legal Lounge with Keisha. I have with me author... Dixie Lynn. Now, this is the cover of your book, and your name is it's not D-I-X-I-E, Dixie. Nope. It is Dick, which <laughs> I like, Z, period, Lynn. How did you come up with that name? Um, it's a funny story, actually. Well, we love funny stories. I was, <laughs> I was sitting in a therapy session with uh -huh. uh, my case... Uh, worker and my therapist and uh, we was talking about my my book that mm -hmm. hasn't that wasn't published just yet mm -hmm. and we was talking about how I should go under my real name mm -hmm. but then we thought no that wasn't a good idea and they wanted me to do Dixie you know like the southwest mm -hmm. I'm like no no it's gonna be something classy something catchy Dick so she said Dick yeah, huh. Dick. You're my kind of girl. That's the kind of classy I am. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Dicks and balls and everything else. <clears throat> okay, so what, I know you said that you suffered some abuse when you were a child, but kind of give us a breakdown of what really inspired you to just sit down as an adult and write this book. Well, I didn't sit down as an adult and write this book. You wrote it when you were? 16. Make everybody else feel like a fucking loser. I wrote a book when I was 16. All right, so when you were 16, I mean, did someone tell you, hey, you should sit down and start writing, or did you just start putting pen to paper? I just started putting pen to paper, actually. Uh, we were sitting and watching a movie. Mm -hmm. Couldn't tell you the movie yet again. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but it was a, I remember clearly, it was a white mansion with cop lights, and the light bulb blew kicked off, and pen started going to paper and party mm -hmm. down under. Really? Yeah. So I know you said that this is somewhat about how you thought that other kids lived. Um, no, that, that that's not this here particular book. Okay. I actually have wrote other stories before Party Down Under. So what is Party Down Under about? Um, Party Down Under is about a little girl named Katie Anderson. Mm -hmm. Her mom is Sophia Anderson. Uh, she's an actress in Hollywood. The mom or the little girl? The mom. Okay. She works on the sitcom Party Down Under. Oh, okay. Um, her mom, Sophia, takes Katie out for a day on her birthday, mm -hmm. go to the zoo, go out to eat, buy mm -hmm. her a present, takes her home, reads her a little good night story, and, um, well, Katie witnesses her mom's murder. Oh. 
And so is it like a whodunit kind of thing? Yeah, so so, so okay. speak. Um, Thirty cop rings uh, mm -hmm. sends Katie to Kentucky mm -hmm. to live with an abusive uncle. Mm -hmm. um, he dies when she's twenty five, but at the same time that she's twenty five, her will, her mom's will comes valid. Okay. So she has to go back forth to, from California to Kentucky, take care of things, mm -hmm. and she has to fight the same ring that cop that killed her mom mm -hmm. because she looks like her mom, and she has to choose between Kentucky and California. Really? So are any of these characters based on real people? No. No. But Flemingsburg is real. Now let me ask you, when you when you wrote this book, did any of your family members, were they afraid that it was going to be about them? Yes. So what did they say? Well, my mom hated the idea that I was a writer. Why? Because she thought I was going to write about her. So did she tell, sit you down one day and say, look, I get it, you want to write. But don't write about me being a fucked up parent? Well, let's not say she did. She set me down. Let's just say she kind of kicked books and got really volatile about it. Oh, did y'all fight? Uh, she did most of the fighting, ma'am. Oh, goodness. Do you think she's going to watch the show? No. What if she's watching the show? Is there something you want me to tell her? Uh, well, you can tell her anything you want, but I don't think she's going to watch. Do you want me to tell her to lick my asshole? Go right ahead. <laughs> Do you guys still keep in contact? She's living with me. Oh! <laughs> see, I thought she lived far, far away. I'm so sorry. Do not look at that. <laughs> All right. So, you know, that right now, the Internet has everyone thinking that they can be any little thing, whether they have the talent for it or not. Um, so what is the process of you sitting down? Take us through the writing process because a lot of people – they have these ideas in their head, and they're like, oh, this is a good story, but they don't realize they may not be a good storyteller. Um, well, what happens for me, I'm not going to tell you I sit for a year and think about a book. What happens for me is I get an idea in my head. I'm listening to the radio. Maybe the radio coincides with what's in my head. Mm -hmm. I write that idea down in a brainstorm. Let it sit for maybe a, a week, a month, a year. Come back to it. And then the little light bulb clicks, and the pen leads me. Really? Yep. Do you draw pictures or anything like that? No, ma'am. I get an idea, and, and on the start, it'll be what's in my head. And then when I'm in the middle of it, the, I'm actually writing something. I don't even know what it is until I go back and read it. So when you were a little kid, like before you turned 16 and wrote Party Down Under, were, did anyone tell you that you were artistic, that you had talent? There was one woman when I was in high school. Her mm. name is Miss Frederick, Gwen Ellen Frederick. She remembered um, your name, girl. That's good. She wrote, She read Party Down Under, mm -hmm. and she actually is the one that inspired me to actually get published. Okay. Do you still keep in contact with her? Um, well, I'll have to go back to Kentucky for that, but I did see her a couple times going back to visit. Do you, uh, I was going to say, do you actually ever go back to Kentucky, or is it like too bad of memories? I go back, um, I will admit, when I went back the first time, it was like a black hole. It sucked oxygen out of me. Right. So was your mom the abusive parent or no? Yes, ma'am. Because I had an abusive stepfather who was a piece of shit. So, you know, I, I have to give you props. I mean, was her living with you? Well, That's... she's in the pre-stages of dementia, and I oh, can't. Gosh. Yeah. Do you have any siblings? I have three other siblings. Are they talented like you as far as, you know? No, ma'am. None? 
Well, my brother, <laughs> my, my younger brother, he, he is talented with the band, but... Okay. So, yeah, it seems like it kind of may run in your family then. I mean, being able to play yes, instrument, write a book. Um, what was I going to ask you next? Do you... Okay, so, I know you said that you're the main character, and what's her name, Katie? Yes. Okay. So, she has to go back and replay parts of her life. Yes. To figure out who killed her mom. Yes. So, do you think that every person has that secret part of their life? I think to some extent, mm -hmm. everybody has endured something, and they do have to face it at one time or another. I think most people choose to suppress it. Block and, it out. Uh, yeah, you know, either you know, block it out, they either drink, do drugs, have sex, or just are reckless because they never deal with these problems. Um, I agree. It, it's a hard thing to do, you know what I mean, to say, look, this is what happened to me. Because I'll be honest with you, when I, you know, having a step-parent who was abusive, not to me, but to my mom, really bad, verbally abusive to me, it was kind of embarrassing when you were a kid, though. You know what I mean? Because, mm -hmm. you know, no one else, you're like, you think no one else lives like this except for me. Yes, ma'am. Um, actually, I hid it very well. Um, mm -hmm. I talked to some people I went to school with, and when I got comfortable with myself and actually was going to therapy, mm -hmm. I would actually open up to them about why I was so distant, mm -hmm. and they're like, well, we never even dreamed that you would have went through something like that. Yeah. I hear the same thing. They're like, oh, you're always happy. Because you, you learn how to wear the mask. Exactly. You know what I mean? But, you know, wearing a mask, it's pretty tiresome sometimes. It so, um, What message do you hope that people who read Party Down Under will take away with them? Um, the message that I want people to take away from my writing, um, in Party Down Under, but in other writing that I have is ever, you know, to some extent I believe a lot of people endure abuse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also want them to know that you can either choose to let it define you and hold you down, mm -hmm. or you can choose to use that to get stronger and overcome it. And, you know, the scary part about it is that some people, they're being abused and they don't even realize it. Exactly. You know, they just think that's, that's normal. That's how it's supposed to be. And sometimes it's not until they're an adult do they realize, whoa. I, and that was for me. It was when I was an adult. I had an abusive marriage, mm -hmm. went to therapy, and realized that my mom was verbally and mentally abusing me. Mm -hmm. And it's it's difficult to come out of, I, I, I can tell you that. But the rewards of actually admitting to what you've been through and overcoming it is far greater. Yeah, and then you produce things like this. Because, you know, I was talking to another guest, um, Singer Sterling. He had written a song. It was about... He was just pouring his heart out, and, you know, he's like, it's so sad. I'm like, yeah, but some of the greatest songs or pieces of literature or artwork are because of a broken heart, you know, exactly. and it doesn't mean that it has to be your lover. It could be your heart was broken by a parent or whatever. Exactly. Uh, what, how do you feel about books being turned into films? Um, I'm actually for it because, like with Party Down Under, I actually had a movie plan in my mind when mm -hmm. I wrote it. Um, you take like Harry Potter or uh, Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. That that was Hunger in Games? somebody. No, <laughs> that was in somebody's mind. I, just, I, don't, I don't know if we should just stop the whole damn interview. <laughs> or should we go on? I just well, don't know how I, I feel. I like have I, the book. Then read it. <laughs>
Well, just in case she pisses you off anymore, make sure and visit Dixie Lynn's Facebook page. Just I'm gonna make sure I get that out there in case she doesn't read anything else that you want to throw her off for. <laughs> now you haven't Thank seen you. Pulp Fiction though, so I'm just saying there's shit you ain't done that. When of you people interview done me, so we can talk about the fact that I've never watched Pulp Fiction. What? <laughs> I <sighs> no Harry Potter. I have the books. Does that count for something? It counts a little bit. <laughs> okay. It's, it stopped me from completely just kicking you out of the okay. studio and said, look, we can't even do this. Look, I we own a I set of encyclopedias and her. So, just said, owning, I said, we own a set of encyclopedias and look at you. So, obviously, owning don't mean reading. Oh, we're trying to be real slick this evening, huh? A little bit. All right. Well, you know what? You don't slick your way into getting an ass whooping because that can happen. Tonight, on camera, in front of guests. You know I don't care. I'll okay. bring the popcorn. <laughs> You're earning points. You're earning points now. Okay. All right. So you. Okay. So you said that actually this was a movie in your head. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And then you. This. Well, I would. You know. I'm glad you said that because I wonder whenever someone's thinking. I would imagine, you know, you picture everything going on in your head, so it's kind of like a movie until mm -hmm. you have to actually put it, you know, on paper. Yes. Is that kind of what it's like? Yes. Actually, I write so fast sometimes I can't read my own handwriting because it's actually playing so fast in my mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What would you say has been your favorite book to film or book to TV? Uh, oh, that's, no, a, it's not that's a hard It's one. not Harry Potter and it's not Haunted Hill. I can say that. Have you read Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Mm. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sad when it comes to that. But the last movie. Twilight. Did you read any of the Twilight movies? What was this? The book. But I've seen Twilight. <laughs> I was told that the Twilight books are really good, and I need. They to are. I read read them. They are. I intend to fully read them. But I can't. Okay. Let me. I can't really talk that badly about you because those books are written for children. So that shows you where my IQ is and where my maturity level is. It's way down there. So, okay, but you have to read. You'll love Lord of the Rings. Okay, all right, so. But what's the answer? I, I was about to get to that. Oh, I know her answer. I know. Okay. We were about to get to that. Go ahead, sorry. We're, we're, we were on the same page. You were over there. So what, what, what has been your favorite so far? Um, I have to say of Mice and Men. Now I've never read that book. Which movie? Which year? John Mackelvick. Uh, the original, the older one. I don't think I've oh, seen the, the, old, the old. original black and white one. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, okay, because the one with uh, Gary Sinise and John Malkovich yeah. is, is pretty. Um, cool. That's the one that I saw. Yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird, I liked actually liked the movie better than the book. Why? Mm, okay. Uh, the book was like really confusing. Oh, really? <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess I knew what was going on with the movie. Mm -hmm. Now, I've never read that book, and I've never read Of Mice and Men, so I guess we're kind of even out. S.E. Hinton's a classic. Hmm? S.E. Hinton's a classic. Like I said, I like I like books that are for kids. <laughs> you know of, what I mean? Of Mice and Men is for kids. It is? Yeah, it, I read it in school. I went to Catholic school. They ain't let us read shit like that. <laughs> You're like, bitch, either you read Charlotte's Web or the Bible. Pick one. Pick one. Those are your only two choices. Now, I want to say that my favorite book to 
film. Ooh, that was kind of hard. Green eggs and ham. <laughs> that is a movie to film. <laughs> it's I a guess. movie to film. Uh, they actually have a sitcom called Green Eggs and Ham. Oh, yeah, yeah. Say, but just, he was making fun of me. Though. Yeah, no, but <laughs> the way said she that. said that was a movie to film. I think. I know. No, I'm no. You were film. making fun of me with the whole Green Eggs I'm and Ham. Sorry. Yeah. I got that backwards. I'm trying to think of what is my favorite book to film or book to TV. With you, I'd probably guess Lord of the Rings. Shaft. You know, I'm so fucking sick of him. Oh my god. Just shut up. Don't say turn your mic off. Just I don't know. Maybe Lord of the Rings. But then Harry Potter. I don't know. That was that's a tough one. But I will tell you that I have read some books that were horrible, but I like the film. Like, um, Let Me In. Have you heard of that one? It's a vampire movie. Oh, it was fucking the book is horrible. Couldn't even finish it. But I loved watched the movie like five hundred times. I, I actually have one. Um Nora Roberts, Montana Sky. Whoa! Wait a minute. That is when they made that into a film and starring the- Eddie Cibrian and Leanne Rhymes, and they had an affair, and they ended up getting married. Am I right? Uh, I am. I am. I am. I was going to say the <laughs> book was a whole lot better than the movie. The movie let me down so damn bad it wasn't even funny. I think the movie, they made it into a lifetime movie. Yeah. That's a whole different category of movies right there. You've got movies, really TV, movie. lifetime movies, BET movies, TV One movies. It's all different categories. You can't just say TV. But yeah, I, I think that's when, yeah, that that would have a lot of controversy because of the affair that was going on. Um. I'm sure I can't think of another one for me. Can you produce it? I'm scared to ask you. Well, yeah, because a lot of the uh, uh, fantasy or science fiction stuff that turns into movies is sometimes way better than a source material. Because you can do more. And then sometimes a book was written like years and years and years before they actually make the movie. Right. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you. If Steven Spielberg, since we were talking about him today, if he came up to you and said, you know what? I think Party Down Under would make a great film. Who would you get to play the primary characters? Uh, not me. Not me. I'm not available. I'm not, no. Okay. Well, Candace King for Katie Anderson. Candace King. Vampire Diaries. I don't watch Vampire Diaries. Which surprises a lot of people. <laughs> ah, yeah, Here's the thing. Turns. I have surprised a lot of people that I don't watch Vampire Diaries because I'm all about that. So who? What's her name again? Candace King. Candace, she black, white, white. I don't know. I don't know black blonde hair. Now, oh, blonde hair, blue. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I can't. Okay, who else? Well, um, I don't have uh, somebody for my second role because, well, I'm kind of picky. Mm-hmm. But for uh, Officer Philip, I thought Tom Hanks would fit the role. Okay, he can play just about any fucking thing. Then he just play Mister Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. How much money? Would you sell the rights for the book to become a, a movie? Uh, I don't know. That would be difficult. A hundred grand? Probably not. Five hundred? Probably not. Seven hundred fifty? Fran I- is over here. Bitch, say yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, we will take the offer. She, I'm her manager. We're going to go with it. It's like, it's your baby. It's like it came from my heart, mm-hmm. so it would depend on if I got 
to see who got casted and all of that. Because so you would still want to be part of the production of it. Yes. Yeah. You'd want creative control. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. I would do the same thing, but I'm. I would have did it for a hundred thousand. Yeah. So how did? Oh, sorry. So, so how did you actually get it published? What's that yeah, process? That was my next question, James. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Uh. Um, actually, to be honest, I tried to get it published two times before, mm-hmm. and the first time I got it published with Page Publishing, they wanted to cut parts of my book out, saying you can't smoke on hospital premises and all that, and I knew that was a lie. And they yes, wanted, you can. <laughs> they wanted to cut that out of my book. I'm like, hell no, you ain't going to do that. Why such a small piece like that? Like, why was that so significant to them, that I, they wanted to cut it out? I don't know. It was, it, it was like that and a few other parts of my book and I'm like you you ain't cutting my book mm-hmm. so I went with uh, book venture mm-hmm. they actually told me it was Hollywood material mm-hmm. but then finances got in the way mm-hmm. so I went with Archway so do you have to put up a certain amount of money to get a book published yes ma'am how much seven thousand okay because I am actually writing a children's book but I'm not going to discuss it with producer James because he and my daughter made fun of me about a certain aspect of it. So they'll just have to wait till every fucking body else gets to read it and see it. And I might let them come to a book signing. I don't know. So I'm, I'm very interested. It's going to cut me. Because make the mic fall again. <laughs> I guess I don't think I need a mic. I think that's what I don't need a mic. He's, his head is hanging down low. In shame. Um, but I mean, the next step for me is have to some have have somebody stand over here with a boom mic. I think that's above your head. The best thing. That's the best choice. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so getting back to it. So once they say yes, we will publish your book. Then what? Well, there's certain packages that come with it. Like, I have to have editing because I really suck at grammar. Well, I was going to ask you that. So, do they have someone that reads your book? you know, straight from your, uh, your writing and they just edit, like, do you, th- that would make me scared. Well, was editing, what, editing it. what happens is, uh, with Archway or with any of them, you send your manuscript in, mm-hmm. that's your application. Okay. So they, they read it. If they approve of it, it gets high marks with the board, then you're able to go and get it published. Mm. And then comes the talk with the money. Mm-hmm. It's depending on what you need done with your book. Like, you say you're writing a children's book, so you would have to have the illustration. Uh-huh. And I'm sure if you're like me, you need editing, which mm-hmm. is going to add into the package that you get. Okay, gotcha. So then they're going to go and they're going to edit it first. And then after they edit it, they're going to send it to you to verify. Mm-hmm. And then comes the cover of the book. Um, and then you have like the dedication page and all those little chapters and the summary and all of that. That, I mean, were you scared? Like that would be like so surreal to me. When I first sent it off, yes, ma'am. It felt like a part of my heart was missing. Right. Because it's just like, I'm handing you something I know you're going to look at and I hope you're not going to judge me, but if you're judging me, fuck you. It would be just like really, really kind of like I'm sending my kids somewhere. Yes. And they're going to send her back to me with changes. Yes. It was It was like, oh, my gosh. Um, it takes a lot of balls to do that. It, it, I don't know. It's, it, this may sound weird, but it felt like I was naked for a little bit. 
Yeah, because, I mean, this is something that's so near and dear to you. Yes, ma'am. Like, I mean, to me, it's just like, that's, I mean, we read books all the time, but like you talking about the process, I'm like, that's fucking scary. Like, I would, my anxiety would be high. Just like, oh, here It was, go. it was for a while. So who was your support system to help you get through that? Well, when I sent Party Down Under off, actually, she was my support system. Fran? Yeah, and my. She seems like a good pusher. Like, yes. Get it done, damn it. Get it done. She's like, it's good. I don't know why you're doubting yourself. Yeah. I have a friend, but it's him. So, you know. Hey, it's <laughs> le it at least you have a friend. Yes, I have a friend. So, I mean, because I can imagine me writing something or producing anything. We never think that it's good enough for other people. Sometimes I just, I overanalyze. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, if I'm overanalyzing, they're going to think it sucks. You know, mm -hmm. and my feelings would be bruised if they were like, you need to make these corrections. Yes. You know, and I'm like, oh, okay. It's like someone saying your dog is ugly. You know what I mean? And you're like, I know my dog has a cock eye, and I know my dog has only three legs, but damn it, don't send them back to me before. Well, see, I, I welcome constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. If someone reads it and says, hey, you know, you can do this a little better. Right. I'm welcome. I'm open to make changes. Okay. But... Okay. When someone says, well, you you know, that shouldn't be there or this shouldn't be there, that's where it steps on my toes a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So how can our audience find your book if they want to buy a copy? Well, um, you can go to uh, Amazon. Oh, that's uh, fancy. I was on there earlier today. Ebooks, Barnes, okay. Barnes and Nobles. Um, you can actually go to Archway Publishing. You can buy it there. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to get a personal aspect of it, like me autographing it or writing you a little message, you can go to Dixie Lynn on Facebook, message me, $15 a copy mm -hmm. with a personal aspect. So you actually can go to barnesandnoble.com and your book is there? Yes, ma'am. That is so exciting. You know what else is there? What? All the Harry Potter books. <laughs> <laughs> but I already got them. I just haven't read them yet. <laughs> Oh, yes. So uh, we're actually going to have a few of Dixie Lynn's books here at Sassy Class Boutique. So if you want to come by here and purchase one, I'm going to charge you extra, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if people want to follow you on social media, if they have questions for you or want to talk to you, um, if you have any upcoming speaking engagements, let them know everything. Well, uh, I post everything on Dixie Lynn. Um, actually, my agent slash fiance, she posted it on her Facebook page, uh, Fran Bear, and that's about it. Okay. And do, do you think that it's, could someone like possibly send you a message and say, hey, I am in the beginning processes, process, is that right? Is it beginning processes or the beginning process? Depends on how many there are, one or many. So it, yeah, what? Yeah, the they want to write a book. So they're like, look, I've got this idea. Would you be open to like mentoring yes. or helping them? I would definitely help anyone who's out there to get their book published like me. I would for definitely. For a fee. Tell them for a fee. Well, no. Fran said for a fee. I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it. No fee, okay? Just message me at Dixie Lynn and I will get with you. Now, make sure you do the correct spelling of it, okay? Don't don't type in D I X I E cuz L Y N N. You're not going to find the you're not going to find the book. It is D I C K Z L E N N. You were nervous for nothing. You did great. 
Yeah. What's I told you it was going to be just like stand um, up having a conversation. I do have an upcoming book coming out. Going to okay. be out at Christmas. Oh. Um, it's called The Party Continues. Uh, it's actually a sequel to this one. So this is going to be a series. Yes, I have two more books coming up. Is this the first place you make that announcement? Yes. You heard it here first on the Leave It Out Show. Well, when that time comes, you know you can come back, talk about that book. Do you want to do a book signing up here? Let us know. We'd love to do it. You are great. Great, 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 great. You've inspired me some because I've been afraid to, like, sit down and do what I got Well, do. actually, you inspired me some. My anxiety oh. went out the back door. I told you. <laughs> it's just two girls sitting here chatting. I'm a motor mouth and I got a filthy mouth, okay? So I want to thank Dixie Lynn for coming out. Make sure you guys order your copy of her book. And we will be right back with the Bitch Please of the Week. Bitch Please! You be rolling down the street telling stories. Bitch, you never tell the truth. Bitch, please. Everybody know you lying, bitch, because all you do is lie. All right, guys. So, the bitch please of the week has a little bit to do with uh, the coronavirus. Okay? So, y'all know how I'm always the last to know when it comes to serious issues, like, you know, the presidential race, um... Uh, I, anything like earthquakes, I don't hear about it. If it's celebrity news and gossip, best believe I know all about it. So I think I was one of the last people on earth to know about the coronavirus. I have to admit, I thought that it came from Mexico. I didn't think that it came from China. I'm sure I can't be the only person who thought that, right? I mean, come on, how many people thought it, it originated in fucking Mexico? It's called corona. Just racist. That's all. Well, speaking of this, though, I'm getting into it. So... <clears throat> this is how I knew it was from China. So there was a lady who actually got on one of the social media groups here around Dickinson. I can't remember if it was Talk of Dickinson or Galveston County Talk or something like this. She actually said that she didn't think that it was right for any of the nail shops to be open, knowing that these people go back and forth from China. I mean, here's the thing. They're not all Chinese, bitch. Some of them are Vietnamese, some of them are Filipinos, okay? She didn't think that any of them should be open because of the coronavirus. I'm thinking if a bitch has coronavirus, she ain't going to work anyway, so I think you're okay. But I think that's a really, really fucked up thing to say. It's one of those things that it's okay to think it, but you just don't fucking say it. And you sure as hell don't post it on social media. I mean, that's pretty racist, I think. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah it really that's, that's, that's is. Racist. Yeah, I'm just like, but it's it's flu. It's the flu, right? It's the flu is worse. So, well, I mean, yeah, way more people will die from the flu. Right. But it's 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 flu-like and the only real difference is that a few more people who normally wouldn't get the flu Got it. can get coronavirus. So, it's still if bad. you get coronavirus, do you die? What's that? If you get coronavirus, do you die? No. Not oh, see, all. I thought everybody died. Well, see, no. actually, I took my daughter to the doctor today. Yeah. She had the symptoms of coronavirus. No, she didn't. Why didn't you bring her here to the well, interview? It's the same symptoms <laughs> as the flu. Well, well, she had the high fever. Right. She, she had the uh, cough, and she had the body aches, but the, the, the nurse told me the only difference is the lack of oxygen. The heart, it's hard to breathe. Yeah. It's harder to breathe with the coronavirus? Yes. Yeah. I'm just. I mean, I'm it's just, it's it's risky. It's bad for 
Same with the flu. Children right. and old people because right. of the weakened immune system. Right. And like I said, a few more people who normally wouldn't get the flu might get coronavirus. Like but maybe ra racist bitches like this bitch who said that uh, all of can. the nail shops should be closed when they have uh, Asian people running. Then we would not get our nails done. Like all of all of the nail places are predominantly owned by Asian Americans. Was that politically correct? Or should I? Because you know sometimes I'm very... I'm not know, politically correct. Maybe the American part is questionable, but Asian for sure. Asian, look, I don't care if everybody in the fucking nail shop has coronavirus. If my shit looks bad, I'm just going to take that risk. I'm going to come in there with a bling, that face mask on. Diamond and I'll be like, look, Lynn, I still need my nails did. So this person, I can't even remember her name, but she's in town. Y'all know who I'm talking about. I can't remember her name. Maybe it's better we don't say her no, name. No, <laughs> I'm going to go back and look through everything so I can find this bitch's name to let her know you got the bitch please of the week from the Libra Lounge with Keisha. I want to thank once again Miss Dixie Lynn for coming out here. Make sure you check out her book, Party Down Under, and we will see you guys next week. It's the Libra Lounge. The Libra Lounge. Ooh.